What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Let not your heart be troubled. You are listening to the Sean Hannity Radio Show Podcast. All right, so I have insomnia, but I've never slept better. And what's changed? Just a pillow. It's had such a positive impact on my life. And, of course, I'm talking about my pillow. I fall asleep faster. I stay asleep longer. And now you can, too. Just go to MyPillow.com or call 800-919-6090. Use the promo code Hannity. And Mike Lindell, the inventor of MyPillow, has the special four-pack. Now, you get 40% off two MyPillow premiums and two go-anywhere pillows. Now, MyPillow is made here in the USA, has a 60-day unconditional money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Go to MyPillow.com right now or call 800-919-6090, promo code Hannity, to get Mike Lindell's special four-pack offer. You get two MyPillow premium pillows and two go-anywhere pillows for 40% off, and that means once those pillows arrive, you start getting the kind of peaceful and restful and comfortable and deep healing and recuperative sleep that you've been craving and you certainly deserve. MyPillow.com, promo code Hannity. You will love this pillow. All right, glad you're with us. Yes, I know there is total, complete hysteria that is making its way around the country as the breathlessness, the hysteria, the meltdown reporting. Let me start with something that you all need to hear. Let not your hearts be troubled. All right, everyone, take a deep in through the now, out through the mouth, in through the nose, out through the mouth. Um, I don't say this lightly. I'm not saying I've been identifying the five specific threats this president is facing. They are real. I will explain them. But this is not what the media is breathlessly, hysterically reporting. 
the summer of Comey is coming. Um, look, we were the first ones to say, I think we said it the day Comey was fired or the day after he was fired. What did I say? He said, all right, here comes the book deal. Here comes the movie deal. Here comes the Comey book. Here comes the MSNBC contributorship. And uh, of course, he's going to fight back. Of course, he's going to be angry. Um, I've just got to set this up for you because I know so many of you, oh, two days in a row, but I'm assuming two hours from now, two and a half hours from now, or they have this habit of doing it just as we're going off the air. There's going to be some new big breaking news that is going to throw the president on defense again. Now, the White House is saying, and it relates to the James Comey thing, James Comey took contemporaneous notes and he went back and he actually, he spoke into a microphone and he said, uh, Donald Trump said to me, I hope this 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 Flint thing goes away. Well, maybe maybe he's maybe he did say maybe it should, I'm hope I'm hoping we're done with it. I'm hoping it's done. White House is saying it's not an app. You're a description. Well, did James Comey tape it? Tape it. Is this the same James Comey that did nothing when Hillary clearly committed felonies and ran defense for her on July 5th. Is this the guy that laid out the case for indictment stronger than I've ever probably heard in my life and then just said, never mind, let's let the election go forward, thinking probably she's going to win? Is this the same James Comey that didn't do a thing about the unmasking and intelligence leaking of of Michael Flynn, is this the same guy that let, you know, 20 percent of uranium go to Russia in the uranium one deal with more kickbacks, pay to play than I've ever seen in my life and not do a bloody thing about it? James Comey deserved to be fired. And the FBI is reportedly, you know, cleared Flynn. This is the most amazing part of the story. Pay close attention here that it looks now this bombshell New York Times story last night implicating Memo, Comey memo, implicating Trump and obstruction of justice is coming unraveled. Nobody in the media is going to breathlessly report this to you. So I'll do it breathlessly. <gasps> By the way, you watch, I'm watching TV last night. It, I just flipped around. There's only so much of this I can take. And I know the snowflakes. you got a snowflake audience that is so energized right now. I mean, MSNBC for years has been dead, absolutely dead. And the snowflakes and the possibility of them coming back to life is is just so exciting to them. Donald Trump's not getting impeached over this. I hate to break the news to them. Now, they're going to tell you he is. They're going to tell you he should be. They're going to tell you everything that you want to hear because they've been lying to you about a Russia-Trump campaign, Trump transition team collusion uh, crime committed for such a long time now. Speaker Ryan even said it's obvious they're trying to hurt Trump. He has real enemies. This is a real clear present danger. They're trying to take the president out. Can I be any more clear than that? There is the, the five enemies I've identified. The media wants to take the president out. The Democratic Party wants to take the president out. Probably the most dangerous is the deep state. That is the intelligence. Comey's friends. And I'd probably say if we ever got to the bottom of it, we'd see Clapper. And Brennan and Susan Rice and probably Barack Hussein Obama's fingerprints all over a lot of this, you know, and Valerie Jarrett and Ben Rhodes. They haven't left. They haven't stopped. You know, they're just now back in Alinsky mode and they've isolated a target. And the target happens to be, in this case, Trump. 
But let me go back to my point. The Washington Post ran a story under the headline, quote, January 23rd, 2017. FBI reviewed Flynn's call with Russian ambassador but found nothing illicit. Nothing. Hello? Let me read the headline again. Washington Post. Yeah, they're the same people that got it wrong about the deputy attorney general last week and him saying he was threatening to resign when he was actually interviewed by a station in D.C. He said, no, I'm not threatening to resign. Yeah, they're the same people that that said Comey just days before he was fired was asking for more money for the Russia investigation. That turned out to be wrong, too. So the Washington Post, I'll read it from January 23rd. FBI in late December reviewed the intercepts of communications. By the way. They reviewed the intercepts of communications because, remember, Flynn was talking to his soon-to-be counterpart, which was a smart, intelligent thing to do, and that was being monitored. And he was incidentally picked up, totally legal, not a problem for me. But then he was unmasked. That becomes a problem. Uh, and if a problem gets worse when you commit a felony and you leak the intelligence to the Washington Post, that becomes a huge problem. Anyway, the Washington Post goes on. The FBI late December reviewed the intercepts of communications between the Russian ambassador to the United States and General Flynn and the national security advisor to then President-elect Trump, but found, oh, but has not found any evidence of wrongdoing or illicit ties to the Russian government. Oh, although Flynn's contacts with the Russian ambassador were listened to, Flynn himself is not the active target of an investigation. Well, that's pretty interesting. By the way, after an exclusive inquiry, my friends over at the American Spectator, they've got award-winning investigative journalists, and they can now report that in February of this year, the former FBI director, Comey, was captured on surveillance cameras in the White House, blowing his nose on White House curtains. That just broke a few minutes ago. Oof. A nose-blowing took place in the Oval Office after Donald Trump excused himself for several minutes to take a call from his wife, Melania. Anyway, a picture of the of Andrew Jackson was clearly visible in the background. What is that? This is the same Comey that was reportedly said. I'm sorry, said Could, can you tell the story again? I'm, I'm sorry. I just got this. I'm reading it on the American Spectator. He was captured on surveillance ca- cameras blowing his nose on the White House curtains. I don't, I don't I mean, know he's a what... tough guy to miss. He's six foot eight. So By this, way, this is it, former this... FBI director James Comey. Yeah, that's what it says. Using his these curtains in the Oval Office. The surveillance tapes have been handed over to the Attorney General. They're going to make a determination if whether or not it's destruction of government property, if there's any criminality. But the Spectator's sources were three current and former U.S. officials. Oh, it sounds just like uh, the Washington Post and the these New York Times. These have got to be the tapes that the cannot be identified to. because of their their prior commitments. There has been an additional problem with one of them, the former government official. Whatever, but Comey could not be reached by the spectator for comment. Now, this is the same Comey, by the way, that was going to pay the guy, the the British spy guy who had the the dossier. And in the dossier, Donald Trump was apparently as a citizen on tape in Moscow at the Ritz Carlton with hookers urinating on his bed. And Comey was going to pay that guy until we exposed who the guy was that he was going to pay. I mean, you. Th- if it wasn't so serious, it's freaking funny. It really is funny. And we got to get into the the questions remaining about Seth Rich. That the this is a sad story here. I'm now convinced Seth Rich did, in fact, he was the source for WikiLeaks, and I'll, I'll explain why as we go on. 
Look, let me let me start here because it's serious. I know a lot of you writing, calling, even by some of my best friends. Is this is he okay? It's over, right? It's over. I don't know why so many people. Oh, but you know why? Because they're watching the mainstream media. That's why. Now, take for example, if remember this guy that that got to talk to President Obama. This is this is MSNBC and their style of reporting. This is CNN reporting. This is the New York Times, Washington Post reporting. This is ABC, NBC, CBS. This this is how they now report on Trump. Oh, it's such a blessing to see you, Mr. President. Thank you for taking time out of your day. Oh, gracious God, thank you so much. <laughs> you know, and, and then there's the hysteria that started when, of course, remember the, the lady saying, I'm really, really going to kill myself. I'm really going to kill it. That's you turn to me a joke. I cannot believe this is happening. I'm literally about to kill myself and I'm not kidding. You better fix this right now. I literally am going to die. I need an ambulance. It's craziness out there. Now, let me first put your heart at ease. This is not going to result in the impeachment of Trump, at least not yet by any stretch of the imagination. Trust me here. That's number one. Number two, as I have been telling you, there are five real threats to the president, five groups aligning to stop the president and his agenda. And, you know, all of them are the swamp in their own way. You got the destroy Trump media. They, this is how they welcome to MSNBC. Uh, 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 thank you, Mr. President. Welcome to CNN. Welcome to NBC, ABC, CBS. Welcome to the New York Times and the Washington. By the way, Washington Post. No, that's not fair. Washington Post newsroom. They celebrate as again Glenn Kessler. Who checks the fact checker, fact checker over at uh, at the Washington Post? You know, oh, they're so this is so great. Look at this, this is clapping in the newsroom. So the five groups are the media. The media clearly they couldn't believe they laughed at Trump running. If you watch the media, the '91, it was a funeral all across every channel. A funeral. I actually think I was the only one that put it in context about the forgotten man and woman election. And then you've got, so you've got the media, you've got the Democrats who've been talking about impeachment the second he won. Of course they're going to talk about impeachment every single minute of every single day. Probably the biggest threat, though, and we've spent more time on this, is the deep state. Why do you think the reporting of Sarah Carter and John Solomon is so pivotal when you have, in an election season, under the guise of national security... Our intelligence officials using every technique we have, and they are literally surveilling, unmasking, and leaking intelligence at a 600% increase in the election cycle. That's the deep state. What you see every day in Comey is the deep state leaking against the president. They want to destroy him. You know, remember what Chuck Schumer said, they'll get you six ways in Sunday. They'll go after you six ways. Even Dana Bash said it last night. Oh, you better not mess with these people. And by the way, I've had friends of mine in D.C. saying, Hannity, you're getting too close to the nerve center. And you're next. Remember I was reading reports? Hannity might have been surveilled, unmasked. Well, I'm fighting. I'm going down with the ship. I'm telling you right now. If this country's worth fighting for. Draining the swamp is worth fighting for. Then you've got weak Republicans 
every revelation, they wet their pants in fear, just like they feared a government shutdown. Now you got the never Trumpers. They're giddy and excited, too. They're wetting their pants because they think, see, everything we told you is right. Hannity's obituary should have been written on November 9th like we had planned. Damn it. We wanted to take him out. 800-941-SHAWN. I got all the detail. I'm going to put all those together for you when we get back and in the next half hour. Um, we've got oh, the gobby one. Katie Hopkins is joining us. There's one Democrat that sees the deep state danger like I do. That person will join us later in the program today. And we're starting a new segment on the program today, our fake news roundup. And we're going to get back into the Seth Rich issue. It wasn't a robbery, D.C. police. It wasn't, was it? And I am convinced he was the source for WikiLeaks, and I'll explain why. All right, so we'll get to all that. Has liberal tolerance stifled free speech? Is Islam a religion of peace? Issuesetc.net, a podcast for social conservatives. Are children the real casualties of the sexual revolution? And is there a relationship between the civil rights movement of yesterday and the pro-life movement of today? When you surf the web tonight, visit Issuesetc.net. Listen to what you want, when you want. Issuesetc.net. You know, I can't... All right, the story about... Now, just just do it. Don't fight me on it. Just do it and tell the audience what you did. My plan... So, so Bob Terrell over at American Spectator obviously put this piece out, world exclusive to Comey blew his nose in the curtains. He's kidding around. And I said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to play out some fake news here and watch the media. Sp- and I'm going to do it just the way they do on, on NBC and CNN. Uh, uh, uh. Oh, my God. James Comey blew his nose in the drapes at the White House, and it was caught on surveillance tape. My plan was to hold it and pay it off at the end of the show. I have a bunch of nervous Nellies in there that are, you better pay it off now. You, this is not going to go good. No, no, no. People are going to report it and believe it. They're going to think I you went, went along with you. I joined in. I did it for the first segment. I held over to the commercial break. And then break. during the now commercial break, all four of you are like, it, it, it was funny, but I don't know if you can do it for three hours funny. First of all, our audience is too smart. They would never believe but that James Comey would use the White House drapes as a Kleenex, as humorous as it was. No, I guarantee you, probably, if we pull, the reason I wanted to do it for the three hours, because I was going to mention it every half hour and just throw it in there and throw it in there and throw it in there. And then I know what would have happened, that the, the real fake news people in the country, and we have a fake news roundup in the course of the program today, they would have picked up on it. They would have ran with it. And that headline would have been, Hannity reports fake news. I'm like, no, you guys report fake news, so we'll pay it off now. But and you took all the fun out of my plans. No, for today. you had a good. You had a good five minutes of fun. Now, now I took it away. Oh, okay. Oh, five whole minutes of fun. Gee, thanks, mom, for five minutes of fun. <laughs> You're very well. I really appreciate it. And poor, is that what you'd say, Liam? Now you've had five minutes of fun. Now eat your vegetables. You're lucky now. I don't put you in timeout. Do you put him in that poor kid? No, you're like Velma. You cannot put. My adopted nephew in timeout. You can't. Oh, trust me, that boy goes in timeout. No, 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 no. You can't do that. That's like putting a kid in prison. He's a little. He's a young kid. Why would you put your child in prison like that? That's horrible. Be sure to pass along your concern. All right. The real threat: the media, Democrats, deep state, 
Republicans with their wobbly knees, never Trumpers, will get to all of this. Yes, what really happened to Seth Rich? We'll examine that. And a Democrat that actually agrees with me on deep state coming up. All right, 25 now till the top of the hour, 800 Sean, if you want to be a part of the program. I want to lay all of this out to you, and I'm sorry that my little fake news little trick apparently offended some liberals that are listening to the program. I thought you guys liked fake news because it's everywhere. You know, and I did the official, ooh, 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 in the process, because that's all we're getting at night, hysteria and conspiracy, tinfoil hat conspiracy news every day. Uh, this just broke, by the way. Um, apparently, the, a former government official uh, reports to Fox News that Comey's a well-known, prolific memo writer, the third person inside, outside of government who related to similar information. Here's news that you won't get in the mainstream media. I hate to tell you, um, but James Comey might be in a little bit of legal jeopardy. The law may actually apply to him, the same law that he didn't apply to Hillary on the email server scandal and top secret information, classified information, special access program information, destruction of, of top secret information, classified documents, all of the things he gave her a pass on. Maybe he doesn't know the law, and maybe being disgruntled as he is, or he didn't want to apply it to Hillary, or the pay-to-play, or 20% of uranium going to Putin, a real Russia scandal, and, of course, Michael Flynn being unmasked, and the intelligence leaked, raw intelligence. Not a big deal in Comey's world, why you all needed to be fired. Now, actually, it was a, a, a find by my colleague Greg Jarrett over at the Fox News Channel. Oh, under the law, James Comey is under the law required to immediately inform the Department of Justice of any attempt to obstruct justice by any person, even the president of the United States. Isn't that the whole premise of the memo to self that he leaked, which will be in his book, which will be in his movie, in his miniseries, and his commentary on MSNBC as soon as he gets hired? Oh, disgruntled ex-fired employee who didn't do his job. That guy, well, according to failure to do so, in other words, immediately inform the Department of Justice. Let me repeat. Immediately inform the Department of Justice. Let me repeat. Immediately inform the Department of Justice. If you don't do that, oh, that could result in criminal charges against James Comey. 18 U.S.C. 4 and 28 U.S. 1361. By the way, he would also, upon sufficient proof, lose his license to practice law like Bill Clinton did, by the way. Everyone forgets that, too. So if Comey believed Trump was attempting to obstruct justice, which is the whole argument for impeachment of the president that we've been hearing from, let's see, the deep state and the media and Democrats and weak Republicans and never Trumpers, then James Comey's in a little bit of trouble because if he believed Trump did that, then why didn't he comply with the law and report it immediately to the Department of Justice? That calls into question, of course, whether the events occurred as the ever so accurate New York Times, unbiased as they are with all the news that's fit to print and make up, uh, printed it with sources inside and outside of government. There's no sources anymore. Anyway, obstruction requires what's called the specific intent to interfere with the criminal case. If Comey had concluded that prior to being fired and failing to impanel a grand jury for Hillary and in so many other cases, failure to uh, impanel a grand jury to look into the unmasking and the intelligence leaking. Oh, that would mean that Comey 
If he concluded Trump's language was vague, ambiguous, elliptical, then he had no duty under the law to report it, which he didn't do. So I'm guessing based on the law, James Comey is probably now, thanks, probably now going to go with the latter interpretation of what Trump said. Oh, well, by the way, Trump denies it anyway. So you got these angry Democrats. I'll play it later in the program. They're all calling for Trump's impeachment. And it doesn't matter that the Washington Post headline, FBI reviewed Flynn's call with Russian ambassador, found nothing illicit. Oh, that would mean, I guess, there was nothing that Donald Trump was lobbying for. He's probably saying, oh, my God, this guy's losing his job. Give him a break. Are we done with this investigation now? He lost his job. That's the, and I know how Trump thinks and acts. That's probably the extent of all of it. Paul Ryan, I'm very happy with him today. I'm actually sh- pleasantly surprised. And he said, we need facts. Okay, I just gave you a fact. If he thought the crime was committed and the president was trying to get on most truck justice, then he should be prosecuted or at least should be sent over to the Department of Justice. You know, you have a British prime minister dismissing the claims. Theresa May hasn't been fooled by the propaganda media and the deep state leaking that's going on in America and Democrats hysteria and their desire for power and the desire to stop the Trump agenda. He says uh, decisions about what the president discusses with anybody that he has in the White House. That's for the president to decide. And as commander in chief, he has the right to talk about airport safety and laptop safety, because that's apparently all we're talking about. And it's kind of embarrassing that Vladimir Putin is mocking and laughing at the United States almost on a daily basis and now offered to provide a transcript of President Trump's meeting with the foreign minister Uh, where, according to the fake news media, Trump gave the Russians classified intelligence. That's kind of embarrassing. And the media, by the way, revealed top secret details from Trump's Russia meeting because they're the ones that discussed it. You know, ABC disclosed more specific details about this. An Israeli spy inside ISIS has uncovered an active plot to bring down a U.S. bound jet with a laptop bomb able to evade airport security. Now, that was said to have been provided on the condition that Washington not reveal who came up with the goods. Oh, now, H.R. McMaster said Trump didn't even know where it came from. And he probably didn't. At least he read the, the presidential daily briefing. He, apparently he's reading them. Something Obama didn't bother to do. Oh, shocking. So he actually has information. Look, the destroy Trump media, you go back in time, and I'm going to lay this out tonight on TV. They laughed at the idea. We played that montage a lot. I don't have time now. They laughed at the idea that he could run, that he was running. Oh, this is the greatest run, run, run. You can't win. You're going to get killed. Then they, then they became bitter. It was a funeral on TV the night that Trump lost. The Democrats themselves are unhinged. They've been calling for impeachment from day one. They can't believe Hillary lost. The deep state, probably the most dangerous. They're obviously angry. Chuck Schumer, I guess, was right. They'll get you six ways in Sunday. President-elect's latest latest unsolicited pronouncement on the intelligence community. This was his tweet just a little while ago tonight. You see the scare quotes there. The intelligence briefing on so-called Russian hacking was delayed until Friday. Perhaps more time needed to build a case. Very strange. But he's, he's taking these... Shots, this antagonism, yep. this taunting to the intelligence tell community. You, you take on the intelligence community, they have six ways from Sunday at getting back at you. So 
even for a practical, supposedly hard-nosed businessman, he's being really dumb to do this. What do you think the intelligence community would do if they were moving I don't know, to? but I, from what I am told, they are very upset with how he has treated them and talked about them. Oh, very upset. Now, so you got this, this group of people, Destroy Trump Media, you got the Democrats unhinged, you got the deep state that Chucky's talking about, Never Trumpers are energized like never before. You should see them on Twitter. They're giddy. It's like, oh, we've got relevance again. See, we get to tell everybody we were right. Well, just remember this. You're a bunch of morons that would have given us, you know, Hillary Clinton picking the latest Supreme Court justice. Start there. No security at the border. Start there. Obamacare would have become instantaneously single payer. Start there. You know, raising taxes. Start there. I mean, you're so smart. You're just dumb. Most of you, they just they really are. They're just bitter and they're angry and they're dumb and they're wrong all the time. And they've got their 65,000 Twitter followers that make them think that they hung the moon and they think so much of themselves. They're so arrogant. They're so elitist. It's pretty spectacular. All right. But make no mistake. Look, I don't want to minimize this. You hear me laughing, telling you not let your heart be troubled here. Let not your heart be troubled. It's real. There's the threat against the president. These five groups. This is a real clear President, danger to the president. And they want to take him out. Those five groups in their own way, with their own motivation, want to take him out. They don't want him to be president. And if it's impeachment, they'll go that route. If they can suggest he's mentally incompetent in the 25th Amendment, they'd go that route. They'll go any route they can. The reason I'm not going down this, oh, poor pity party me road, and this is hard, and we've got to fight back, is because that's not my nature. My nature is to dig in, dig down, fight for what's right. What they're doing to this president is wrong. A lot of it is just established if the worst case scenario is they stop him from governing, which they're kind of doing, then that's a win for them. Because the worst thing that can happen to all five of these groups is he's successful in draining the swamp. Because all of their power goes out the door with it. And he represents that threat to their very existence. So it's worth fighting for and stop wringing your hands over the idea that this is hard and the president's being attacked and and I think they're going to get him and and look at the reporting and look at the leaking and look at the Republicans are wetting their pants. Well, they're wetting their pants out of fear. The never Trumpers are wetting their pants out of excitement. I mean, what it doesn't matter. You know, I've got to tell you something here. Newt Gingrich is out there saying about the news media, they're disgusting and destructive. They are. The deep state is disgusting and destructive right now. Democrats are disgusting and vile and destructive right now. And this alliance is is beyond anything we have seen because this is their chance to get the president that they never thought could win, that they laughed at winning, that did win and sent him into a depression and funeral mode and probably put half of these people on medication at least aromatherapy, Legos, crayons, and, and cartoons, and, and coloring books, and puppy dogs. So, you know, everyone get your, get your blank together. Man up here. Get tougher. And that getting tougher means see what it is and fight because you voted for this agenda for a reason. You want extreme vetting to protect the country. You want a wall built to protect the country. You want Americans in poverty on food stamps and and off out of the labor force 
back to work and prosperous. You want people that can't buy homes, the lowest home ownership rate in 51 years, you want them buying homes. You want coal miners back to work. You want the Dakota pipeline. You want the Keystone pipeline. You want energy independence. It's worth fighting for. You want to repeal and replace Obamacare. Well, we got one step done. We're going to make it better. The Senate has to do their job. Then it's got to go through conference. Then it's got to get to the president's desk. Let's get it done. Let's get seven brackets to three, a 15% corporate rate, a middle-class tax cut, repatriated money, build factories and manufacturing centers. Let's get it done. That's what all of this is about. Education, back to the state. None of these groups want this to happen. They want to take the president down. So you can wring your hands and, and get scared by the breathlessness and the excitement and the voice of those people in the media that are beyond giddy, or you, you stiffen up your spine, you stop your knees from wobbling, and you fight for the thing that you voted for in November. That's your options here. And I'm not one to give up. I'm not one to worry. I'm not going to live my life in fear at all. I didn't have any fear knowing my obituary was written before Election Day if Trump lost. I don't care. And you shouldn't care. The only thing you should care about is the future of your country. The only thing you should care about is honesty and reporting. The only thing you should care about is that we don't have an intelligence community that is being weaponized against Americans and political opponents in an election season. The only thing you should care about are politicians that don't, you know, pee their pants because they're so scared of their own shadow or or people that are so committed to being proven right like the never Trumper people. You shouldn't care about Democrats screaming impeachment. It doesn't matter. You shouldn't care about James Comey, who's now at war with Trump because he's a disgruntled employee who was fired and he's preparing to write a book, do a miniseries movie and work for NBC. You shouldn't care about him either. What you should care about is the things that you voted for. You know, we should care about the Fourth Amendment and and surveillance and unmasking and leaking intelligence. We should care that Clinton get justice because she violated X number of laws and committed felonies. And we had somebody so politicized in the FBI, he didn't do his job. And even the Democrats, Harry Reid and company, wanted him fired. You know, all of this is, at the end of the day, is just the election has never stopped in their minds. And at this point is now being reduced to something very specific and simple. At the very least, let's create enough noise and create enough clutter and enough distraction that Trump can't work. My advice to Trump, shut down the media, go to work. That's my advice. Go to work. 800-941-SHAWN is a number. Now, I am convinced Seth Rich was the source for WikiLeaks. I'll explain in the next hour. Then we have one Democrat that agrees with me about the deep state and the danger to our very constitutional way of life, our republic. And we have a fake news roundup coming up today. And the gobby one, Katie Hopkins, is going to join us. All right, hour two, Sean Hannity Show, right down our toll-free telephone number. You want to be a part of this extravaganza, the gobby one, Katie Hopkins, coming up. A Democrat that agrees with me on the deep state and agrees that it is a clear and present danger to what we know as our constitutional way of life and the republic that we love, which goes to the heart of what I'm... I have written a monologue tonight. I think it's maybe the strongest one I've ever written for Hannity, for TV, for the Fox News Channel, with the accompanying tape 
that hopefully you understand what's at stake here. Who has declared war against the president, wants to destroy him, and what you need to do if you want what you voted for in November to come to fruition. And I, uh, I said this after election, you don't get to vote on election day and walk away. If you want these things, you know it's going to be a political fight. And especially because of Trump, it's the biggest political fight we've had. Now, there is something the mainstream media is kind of ignoring here. WikiLeaks. There is something beyond strange as it relates to the whole entire WikiLeaks issue. When I interviewed Julian Assange back in, this is seven, back, when was it, in uh, December or January, whenever it was, I, well, I interviewed him on radio in December, and I went to London in January because I was coming back from my vacations after my, my big two weeks off. Unlike, unlike Congress, I actually worked even on my vacation, my two-week vacation. And I asked Julian, was it Russia? This is what he said. Uh, our source is not the Russian government. So in other words, let me be clear. Russia did not give you the Podesta documents or anything from the DNC. That's correct. That's correct. He went on Dutch television. And all but says Seth Rich. Now, Seth Rich is a 27-year-old. He worked for the DNC. Seth Rich died 12 days before the WikiLeaks documents were released. That resulted in the firing on the eve of the Democratic Convention of, what, six staffers and Debbie Wasserman Schultz. And under mysterious circumstances, for almost a year, they have suggested it's a robbery. It's the strangest robbery I ever heard of because they actually shot the guy, killed the guy, Shot him in the back, but they forgot the second part of the robbery, which is actually to take stuff. You know, like his wallet and his phone and his watch and his valuables. Oh, excuse me. I, maybe they got so caught up in the first part of the robbery, killing an innocent man, that they forgot the second part. It's an absurd theory and has been for the longest time. And the, and the D.C. police and the FBI are buying this crap? Now, when you listen to Julian Assange, now, he says it not long after... Seth Rich is killed. Here's what he said. Uh, whistleblowers go to significant efforts to get us material and often very significant risks. As a 27-year-old, uh, works for the DNC, who was shot in the back, murdered just two weeks ago for un- unknown reasons as he was walking down the street in Washington. So that was, that was just a robbery, I believe, wasn't it? No, there's no finding. So what that's are you the suggesting? Of, what are you suggesting? Well, I'm suggesting that our sources take risks and they, are, they become concerned to see things occurring like that. But was he one uh, of your sources then? I mean, we don't comment on who our sources but are. Why but why make the suggestion about a young guy being shot in the streets of Washington? Because we have to understand how high the stakes are in the United States and that our sources face serious risks. That's why they come to us, so we can protect their anonymity. But it's quite something to suggest a murder. That's basically what you're doing. Well, that others have have suggested that. We are investigating to understand what happened uh, in that situation with Seth Rich. I think it is a concerning situation. There's not a conclusion yet. We wouldn't be willing to... Um, state a conclusion, but we are concerned about it. And more importantly, a variety of WikiLeaks sources are concerned when that kind of thing happens. All right, that's Julian Assange less than a month after Seth, Seth Rich is murdered. Our whistleblowers take significant risks. There was a 27-year-old shot in the back on the streets of Washington. Our sources take risks. Then a $20,000 WikiLeaks reward. Okay, 
without saying and putting it on a silver platter, Julian Assange is saying Seth Rich was the source. And then one other point I want to get to. I asked Julian Assange, this was during an interview we had right here in this program about Craig Murray. And Craig Murray is the former U.K. ambassador to Uzbekistan. And Craig Murray is a friend of Julian Assange, associated with WikiLeaks. And he had told the story about meeting somebody in the woods outside of American University and handing over documents. Listen. There was one report in the Daily Mail that suggested somebody that you are friendly with actually was handed the documents at American University in a wooded area by a disgruntled Democrat who felt betrayed because the revelations showed that Bernie Sanders had been betrayed and they didn't like the corruption of the Clinton Foundation. Can you confirm or deny that? Is that story true? Well, that statement came from Craig Murray. Uh, He uh, friend of yours? Friend of mine. He's been been here several times. But uh, WikiLeaks is a source protection organization. Uh, We are famous for never having uh, exposed one of our sources over 10 years. That's why sources trust us uh, and they come to us. Uh, So I can't comment uh, on other people's statements uh, about our sources, uh, except to say uh, what we have said, uh, which is that our sources uh, are not a state party. Now, putting together two more pieces, and then we have a guest that's going to join us. Why did the DNC not allow the FBI to look at their computers? Why did the FBI, you talk about, by the way, why didn't James Comey get to the bottom of any of this? Why did the FBI, why did the law enforcement, why did they make a deal with two DNC people to have um, immunity only to destroy the evidence, their computers? How does how do you get away with saying, no, you can't look at our computers? How did Comey let that happen? Because Seth Rich, a lot of questions. Can't be a robbery because they didn't steal his watch, his wallet, his phone. That's not a robbery. You know. Where is the DNC reward after they killed this poor kid? How angry were people that Bernie Sanders was proven to be screwed by the DNC as they plotted and schemed to only help Hillary? And why is the left-wing media destroying it? Because it destroys their lie for an entire year about Russian collusion, their tinfoil hat conspiracy theory. And are the Democrats, are they going to still push this now that they know Seth Rich is bubbling over? Anyway, join us. We talked to her, I guess, in August of 2016, about a year ago. She's with Stream.org, senior editor, Rachel uh, Alexander. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on, Sean. Do you remember what you said to me back then? Uh, Vaguely. Vaguely? I mean, I thought this was the biggest highlight of your life, talking to... uh, No, I'm kidding. It was. (laughs) You're right. Okay, Respond to what I just said about Seth. Are you as convinced as I am he was the source for WikiLeaks? Yeah, I'm convinced. But, you know, again, we just have to go and look at the facts, examine the evidence, and not jump to conclusions. You know, wait till more evidence comes out. But, you know, they keep contradicting themselves, the people who say he's not the source. You know, first of all, they say the FBI is involved, and they say the FBI isn't involved. And, you know, why can't the family get at the laptop? You know, if they've got their own investigator, uh, who you interviewed last night, Rod Wheeler, investigating, why isn't he allowed to get at the laptop? I mean, there are so many unanswered questions at this point. You know, everything is pointing to, yes, he is the guy. Okay. Now, 
if it's not the Russian government, which the media has been pushing this Trump-Russia collusion uh, with the campaign and then with the transition, if it turns out it's Seth Rich, and if it turns out that he was disgruntled and maybe, among others, disgruntled that Bernie Sanders got screwed, and if, in fact, because remember, it was 12 days after he died that this information is released, do you think that's a coincidence? No, I mean, I... It could be a coincidence. I mean, there's just too many fingers pointing. There's too many signs. Um, you know, it seems like every day something else comes out. Now, what are they going to do? Are they going to try to destroy the laptop? Well, you know, Julian Assange has got the evidence on his end, so destroying the laptop's not going to help. And I keep wondering, you know, why doesn't Julian Assange just come out and fully admit that it was him if it was him? It may happen. I mean, you know, one of the things that I've always said about Julian Assange, now it is pretty impressive that WikiLeaks has gotten nothing wrong in 11 years. Nothing. And even the New York Times ends up printing their stuff, which is amazing. They'll criticize him, but they'll, they'll print it. And that Julian Assange, what I, his mindset is he believes in transparency and that, that that lessens the possibility of corruption in government. And he also sees himself as a truth-telling reporter. And yet he's persecuted for it. I mean, we've investigated the charges against him. And if there's no woman that's going to corroborate the charges, why is he why is this still hanging over his head? Is that it seems to me governments are very afraid of Julian Assange. Yeah, I think that, you know, he is a very powerful person and he's he's on the wrong side of the Democrats, you know, at this with this. So um, they're going to just keep it going. Um, you know, it sounds like if, if you think he's, he should be exonerated, then then he should be exonerated. I just think he needs to come out, though, and tell us whether it was Seth Rich or not. I mean, that would shut this thing down if he did. Well, I think maybe that day might be coming if, in fact, that comes and he puts out corroborating evidence, as he's been putting out about the methods of the CIA and Vault 7 and and all the other things that he's revealed about the NSA and their capabilities and their ability to take malware and plant it and, and put the fingerprints of the Russians or the Iranians or China on it and make it seem like it's them when it's really our own people. And then you couple that together with the leaking and the masking and intelligence leaking I mean, you're, we're really talking about the single biggest corruption story in the history of this country by a long shot, are we not? I think it probably is going to be based on all the evidence I've seen. And, you know, I think the family, you know, doesn't want uh, this to come out if, if it really is true. I mean, it, it, did you read their statement, the part where they said, um, even if an email is found tomorrow, it is not a high enough bar of evidence to prove any interaction. OK, what if, 40, what if it's 40? What if it's 44,000 emails and 17,000 um, documents, I document did- files? What if it's that? Exactly. But the family's already trying to say, you know, we know this might be true, but um, did the DNC get to them? Is the what did the DNC do to help this poor kid? Nothing. Well, what do they do? They do the opposite. You know, they get their guy hired as the family spokesperson no. to, qu- to, you know, squ- squinch everything. You're right. All right, listen, I, I've got to run. I appreciate it. I agree with you, though. All right, we're going to get to some phone calls when we get back, and, and I want to thank you, Rachel Alexander. We appreciate it. The gobby one is Katie Hopkins. She'll join us. Uh, at the bottom of the hour, you'll meet a Democrat that agrees with me that this is a very clear, present danger threat to our entire Democratic Republic, our constitutional republic, and that is what's happening with the deep state and the leaking and the intelligence and the unmasking. It's unbelievable. And the attacks against the president, the attempts to take out a freely elected president. 
I have some breaking news, by the way. Our good friend Sheriff David Clark has now officially accepted a position at the Department of Homeland Security, working in the department's Office of Partnership and Engagement as a liaison with state, local, law enforcement, and governments. Good for him. I love David Clark. Good for him. I'm proud of him, and I'm happy for him. Great appointment for him. Don't miss tonight's opening monologue on Hannity. I think it's going to be, we're definitely going to rattle a cage tonight. And I want all of you that are worried and all your friends that are worried about what's happening to the president to tune in because I have a, I have a game plan. All right, 10 Eastern. All right, as we roll along, Sean Hannity Show, 800-941-SEAN. I just want to reiterate something here, and I'm going to go deep into this tonight. There was great denial at any possibility that Donald Trump could compete in this last presidential election cycle. Laughter, mocking, ridicule. Then there was the the shock heard round the world. Remember Bobby Thompson, the shot heard round the world? And that was Donald Trump winning on election night and the funeral that took place collectively in the media. Then that became anger. Then it became a commitment. Look, it's sort of independently, but you've got to understand there's other things happening, too, that, you know, you've got the head of the DNC now pledging the summer of resistance. Okay, so this is not going away. And if the me if I'm right and the media is the enemy and wants to destroy the president and the Democrats have want to destroy the president and the deep state is doing all they can to destroy the president and Republicans are are literally well, urinating in their pants over this, and never Trumpers are excited. They want that to happen. If I'm right on all of that, then that is a threat to what it is that you went out campaign for, what you voted for, what you wanted, the changes in your country. And that is vetting refugees, building the wall, eliminating Obamacare, 15% corporate rate, lower middle-class taxes, repatriation to build manufacturing and and factories in America because multinational corporations will bring their money back seven brackets to three bye bye Obamacare energy independence fracking the coal mining industry is alive uh, natural gas all of these you know drilling all the things that the president's moving forward with education back to the states all these things if you voted for this all of it now is being threatened by a group of people that have their own agendas and if you want these things to happen, there's, there's two ways you can react to phony news that it, it takes us at least 24 hours to get over the the headline, the shock of the headline and the fear that, it, that the media seems to be able to put in the minds and hearts and the doubts in your minds and hearts of some of you. The only thing I know to do is you got to fight back. James Comey's failures led to his firing. His incompetence led to his firing. The fact that he wants a book, a miniseries, a movie, and uh, and an NBC contributorship doesn't change that he's a disgruntled, angry employee who's using the deep state to destroy the president because he failed to do his job and enforce the law and apply equal justice under the law as it relates to Hillary and created a two-tier justice system. But he's under problems himself because he was supposed to report that if he thought it was a obstruction of justice opportunity. All right, one Democrat who supports me next. Chris. Let's face it, if this information was so sensitive, then why did Intel leak it to the Washington Post? Whoever leaked it undermined the alliance, and that person or person should be dealt with severely. Uh, Now, as far as the Intel communities, there's something's out of control here. 
Well, I read the Washington Post story very carefully. And more than that, I spent 16 years in the United States Congress tracking all these things that are said about foreign policy. There's a high BS quotient going on right here, and, it, and the meter should be going off all over town. Uh, you know, we don't need to look to Russia for any affirmation here. We need to ask questions about why is this intelligence uh, community trying to upend the president of the United States with these leaks? Here's the Post story. I mean, it's and all over town, people are saying, well, the president did this and that. Look, I disagree with President Trump on a number of issues, but on this one, there can only be one president and somebody in the intelligence community is trying to upend this president in order to pursue a policy direction that puts us in conflict with Russia. The question is why and who? And we need to find out. Mr. Speaker, the American people are a part of this democracy. This is a participatory democracy. The American people don't participate on election day only. The American people participate daily and this is your day to act. This is your day. I'm speaking to the American people. It is time for you to act. It is time for you to let us know where you stand. I've seen a poll that indicates that a majority now of those who are being polled are for impeachment. And I've seen another poll that says a plurality of those. Whether it's a majority or plurality, let's let the American people weigh in. The American people should speak up, speak out, stand up so that we will get a sense of what the American people want. This is not something to be taken lightly, and I do not. I think that this is one of the highest callings that a member of Congress has to address. I believe that this is where your patriotism is uh, shown, where you demonstrate to the American people where you really stand. So I take this stand. It's a position of conscience for me. And I have not talked to another person in Congress about this. Each member of Congress has to make his or her own decision. So this is not about my encouraging other people to do things other than the American people. This is about my position. This is about what I believe. And this is where I stand. I will not be moved. The president must be impeached. All right. there, And the media is breathless. And, and their report, we got him. We got him. We've been trying. We couldn't believe that he, we laughed at him when he ran. Then we, we couldn't believe state of shock and sorrow. It's like a funeral the day he won. And ever since then, one bizarre tinfoil hat conspiracy after another. James Comey, who never prosecuted Hillary Clinton, who never dug deep into the unmasking, the leaking of intelligence, uh, which is illegal and a violation of Espionage Act. Oh, but he kept private notes on all of this. The first person you heard was Dennis Kucinich, and he is the former mayor of Cleveland, a 16-year congressman, and one of the few Democrats in the country that actually understands that the deep state... The intelligence community is now officially at war with the president in ways that I think are unprecedented. Uh, how are you? Uh, I don't know if you want me to call you a congressman anymore, do you? <laughs> you, know, uh, you know, even in my district, when I was serving, they called me Dennis. So, you know, you and I know each other. We can dispense with the form. No, I was in, I was in the Fox <laughs> News uh, Washington Bureau not that long ago, and I ran into your wife, and I'm like, where's Dennis? And I can't believe you're yep. still with him. I said, did she tell you I said that? <laughs> she told me that. She gave me the report. And uh, we are still together, happily married 12 no, years. I'm happy. I, by the way, you're, you are a great couple, and you're, you're a good guy. You know, for you to say that the way you did it, and I, with the passion that you said it, um, 
I think this is a clear present danger to the country. If our intelligence yeah, community, now I've been reporting on Circa.com, uh, the Sarah Carter, John Solomon, and they pointed out a 600% increase in intelligence, uh, surveillance, unmasking that took place in this election cycle. Now, the only way that you can surveil without incidental surveillance is if you, on an American citizen, is if you have a warrant. Um, if you go to the FISA court, those are the two ways you can legally surveil on an American. Now, in the case of General Flynn, he was in incidentally surveilled. He was talking to a soon-to-be colleague or counterpart in Russia. Okay, but when an American is picked up, they're supposed to practice something called minimization. That didn't happen. And then they ended up unmasking him, revealing that it was him, which, by the way, usually you have to show a good reason why you'd want to do it. And thirdly, then that intelligence was leaked in violation of the Espionage Act and a felony. James Comey knew all this and did nothing. What do you make of what is happening with, do you fear as I do, the intelligence community is being used, or, for example, under the guise of national security, they are now spying on Americans and leaking this information, and in the case of the president trying to hurt him? Well, I, Sean, um, first of all, thank you for inviting me on your show. I, uh, I think there, there is a legitimate and a, and a concern about what could be called a deep state, which are the lifers inside uh, the intelligence community who uh, are not accountable to anyone, who want, uh, a, who want to be able to shape policy without regard to who's in the White House. And they don't like this president. They're trying to take him down. Uh, look, if you're Democrat, Republican, Independent, anyone out there listening, we've got to be concerned that our Constitution is being shredded by intelligence agencies right now with leaks, with innuendo, with spying, uh, uh, unlawfully uh, uh, tapping phones. But we, we really have to ask, what the heck is going on here with this um, transparent effort to try to upend uh, the president of the United States? I mean, we don't think in terms of coups in America. We've unfortunately been involved in promoting some other countries. Let it be said that those people who know how to do that and have done it in other countries could very well be involved in trying to knock out this president. You know, I can have differences, of, and I do have differences of opinion with President Trump, but this goes to the heart of our constitutional democracy. But there, there's, a, there's an effort being made to run him out of that office, and, uh, and this is a really dangerous moment. I saw that story in the Post. The minute I read it, I said, uh-oh, here we go again. Uh, the, 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 if you, you read it, Former Obama administration officials were quoted uh, anonymously, and also uh, current officials who could have been anybody who saw a copy of the memo that was circulated, uh, uh, the report on the meeting. So we really don't have any idea who's, who's, who's doing this, but we know what, the, what their intention is. Their intention is to knock out a president. And uh, the president of the United States has the authority to be able to release information of any kind to anybody. That's what being president's about. And, and the Post tried to make it look like uh, it was illegal. It's not. They tried to make it look like uh, he did something uh, wrong. He did not. Um, he's concerned about aviation uh, safety. Russia had a plane go down. Uh, it's, not, it's not an irrelevant thing to bring it up in conversation with him. And it also shows an effort to try to repair a relationship which, as we know, there are people in Washington who are dedicated to destroying any hope of a relationship between, a positive relationship between Russia and the U.S. So, Sean, 
you know, Democrat or not, this thing is so is so bad. It's got to be called for what it is. I got to tell you something. I'm sitting here in in fascination because you're saying everything I believe, and I know we've actually agreed on some other issues in the past, but I think it's so so ugly and dark and evil. And look, I have great respect for the intelligence community, Congressman. I really do. I mean, I know that these people risk their lives. Agents risk their lives. It's Mm -hmm. necessary in a dark, evil world to have intelligence gathering. It's the right thing to do. But if we are going to weaponize the deep state and intelligence gathering and we're going to surveil political opponents in an election cycle and then we're going to unmask them and then we're going to build conspiracies against it, then we're going to break the law and release, you know, this is unfiltered intelligence. And, you know, the difference between filtered and unfiltered intelligence, raw intelligence, it is it is a danger. This could be used against any American and. And it seems from day but before Donald Trump even became president, they laughed at the idea he would run the night of the election. It was a funeral for the left in this country and those and those in the media. And then ever since then, we've been hearing one bizarre conspiracy theory after another with no evidence. Well, this is, you know, when you when you talk about the leaks, you think of uh, of of our government as being a ship of state. And there are more holes being punched in this ship of state from the inside to try to sink it. This is bad for America, what's happening. Uh, I don't care if you voted, for, you know, if somebody voted for Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton or whoever you voted for. This is bad for the government to have people inside the government trying uh, to, uh, uh, to use uh, surreptitious means to bring down a president. Let's have our debates on policy. Let's, let's go to the mat on health care and, and immigration and and foreign policy, but, but my God, stop this effort to try to knock a president out. It's almost like a coup to, uh, uh, to, to stop uh, uh, him from, uh, from being able to even function. Look, the White House doesn't have experience. We all understand that. But how, how could even an experienced government handle this kind of constant leaking and innuendo and... Um, and the attempt to upend it every, every day. I, I mean, look, this isn't a parliamentary democracy where people can call elections at, uh, on a moment's notice. So, you know, we, we have a president who we elect for four years. You might not like him. That's your problem. You know, the thing is, you, we have to abide by the Constitution. There's people using extra legal methods to try to knock him out. I don't like it, John, and that's why I'm speaking out. Good for you. Dennis Kucinich is with us, former congressman, former mayor of Cleveland. We had a great time in Cleveland this summer when we visited your city. Uh, stay with us, Congressman. 800-941-SEAN. Congressman will also join us on Hannity tonight, 10 Eastern on the Fox News Channel, is like the only Democrat that has the courage to describe the danger of what we're now living through. And it is a clear and present danger. President-elect's latest, latest yeah. unsolicited pronouncement on the intelligence community. This was his tweet just a little while ago tonight. You see the scare quotes there. The yeah. intelligence briefing yeah. on so-called Russian hacking was delayed until Friday. Perhaps more time needed to build a case. Very strange. But he's, he's taking these shots, this antagonism, yep. this taunting to the intelligence community. You, you take on the intelligence community. They have six ways from Sunday at getting back at you. So even for a practical, supposedly hard-nosed businessman, he's being really dumb to do this. What do you think the intelligence community would do if they were motivated I don't know, to? but I, from what I am told, they are very upset with how he has treated them and talked about them. 
If you just take a step back, Wolf, just in the past 24 hours, right or wrong, what this president has done in his first 100-plus days, even before he came into office, is pick fights with the intelligence community and now the law enforcement community, particularly the way, never mind that he fired James Comey, but the way in which he did it, not giving him the respect of actually telling him in person or at least not having him find out from cable news. And so we know that this is, you know, they talk about the deep state. Well, this, these are communities that, are, that have a lot of loyalty within and know how to get back, even if you're the president of the United States. And the fact is that when the intelligence community found out about the conversation that the president had with the Russians, uh, talking about classified information, we don't know all the details. We are told that it wasn't as, uh, as, as, as bad as it, it might have seen initially. That's what the White House sources are saying. But still, the intelligence community leaked that out. All right, so you're listening to Dana Bash. They're all talking about what our guest, Dennis Kucinich, is saying, and that is that the deep state... You know, for Ch- isn't that revealing that Chuck Schumer says, oh, pff, you mess with them, they're going to get you six ways but Sunday. I mean, do I now have to worry in my life that I'm going to be whacked six ways from Sunday? Do you have to worry about your life because you're speaking out for the Constitution and 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 speaking out against law-breaking and intelligence uh, Sean, leaking? I, Sean, I don't know if, if you're aware of this, but when I was challenging President Obama on the war in Libya, I remember. Uh, I had phone conversations that were being that were being recorded and were later released to the media by one of the intelligence agents. So you've experienced, and by the way, I'm told that I have been unmasked and that apparently they have surveilled me as well, although I can't confirm it. Well, you, well the point is this: Why should we even be having these kind of discussions in America? Why should we have to worry about what we say on the phone? Uh, and you know, if we haven't done anything criminal. I mean, this is really wrong. This is a, this is what America has come to, where the where the intelligence, as, as you put, has been weaponized, and if uh, uh, you know, the, and 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 it's and it's politicized, which is just as bad. What well, what's the next step here? Is the next step is the next step uh, a police state? Because that's what I think happens if we don't get control of it. I'm concerned about how how we preserve a democracy. If you have uh, intelligence, uh, people in the intelligence agencies who are out of control, who are working uh, as sources for the media with the sole purpose of trying to knock off a president. I mean, if this happens, who's running the government anymore? I mean, this is right. the problem. You know, this president defeated both the Democrat and the Republican. A hundred percent. And let the guy do his job. This is now over the top, but I don't think it's going to end. I hope I'm wrong. Uh, Dennis Kucinich, we'll have more with you on television. Hannity tonight. Uh, we have a really important show tonight. Thank you for being with us. We'll see you then. 800-941-SEAN, toll-free telephone number. Where do you see tonight's opening monologue, 10 Eastern? Our whistleblowers go to significant efforts to get us material and often very significant risks. As a 27-year-old who works for the DNC, who was shot in the back, murdered just two weeks ago for un- unknown reasons as he was walking down the street in Washington. So... That was, that was just a robbery, I believe, wasn't it? No, it's, there's no finding. So... What are you suggesting? Of, what are you suggesting? I'm suggesting that our sources take risks and they are they become concerned to see things occurring like that. But was he one uh, of your sources then? I mean, we don't comment on who our sources but are. But why make the suggestion? 
about a young guy being shot in the streets of Washington? Because uh, we have to understand how high the stakes are in the United States and that our sources face serious risks. That's why they come to us, so we can protect their anonymity. Uh, but it's quite something and, to suggest a murder. So, That's basically what you're doing. Well, that others have, have suggested that. We are investigating to understand what happened uh, in that situation with Seth Rich. I think it is a concerning situation. I, there's not a conclusion yet. We w- wouldn't be willing to um, state a conclusion, but we are concerned about it. And more importantly, a variety of WikiLeaks sources are concerned when that kind of thing happens. All right, news roundup and information overload hour here on the Sean Hannity Show. I, I don't think that Julian Assange could be any clear as it relates to Seth Rich. And when the question comes up, well, this was a robbery. Really? I didn't hear of a robbery where somebody wasn't robbed and that you shoot him in the back and let's see, he has his phone, his wallet, he has his watch, he has money. Oh, anything else that they wanted to rob that they forgot? They just remember to shoot the guy and not rob the guy. That happens all the time. As a matter of fact, if I'm a homicide detective, I'm thinking, oh, he's got watch, money, wallet, and everything that he phone and everything that he had on him. And I'm thinking robbery right off the top of my head. And, and the robbers just were so excited about killing the innocent guy that they, they forgot to take the stuff that they had originally planned to take. That's what I'm thinking. Anyway, could it be any more obvious that something other than a robbery happened here? And then you're listening to Julian Assange, who is so adamant, no, it wasn't Russia. No, it was no state. And then you think of the anger that existed among Bernie Sanders supporters about the horrific treatment and the plotting, scheming, and planning WikiLeaks revealed on the eve of the Democratic Convention. Oh, could it have come, which resulted in Debbie Wasserman Schultz ending up getting canned as the DNC chair? And others as well. What, six other people? Oh, because of WikiLeaks and what it revealed about the DNC. Then the FBI wants to look at the DNC computers. Okay, no, you can't look at our computers. We're going to hire our own people. You go away. And then they give immunity to, to people in the DNC. And those people, they get to destroy their laptops. It's a great deal when you work. When James Comey is out there protecting you, it's amazing. Just amazing. And what did I predict the day James Comey was fired? Didn't I say? Let's see. Book, television, MSNBC contributor. You know, it's, oh, the revenge of the deep state. Shocking. Disgruntled, fired employee. Angry. I took extemporaneous notes and I wrote them down. There it is. Evidence. Impeach him. Let's take them right out tomorrow. And then the giddy, we got a news alert. It's Donald Trump. This might be it. Should we impeach him? Should we impeach him? Sounds like that guy that said, oh, President Obama. Oh, oh, oh. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Oh, it's such a blessing to see you, Mr. President. Thank you for taking time out of your day. Oh, gracious God. Thank you so much. That's the that's CNN last night, and everybody else in the media. Anyway, anyway, she's the gobby one, and we always love having her back on the program. She's with the uh, UK Daily Mail. Katie Hopkins is with us. How are you, Miss Hopkins? I was laughing listening to you. You know, let's have a spot of tea, and you know, welcome, welcome, welcome to the program. It's such an Thank honor. You very much indeed. Very much indeed, and and I can't wait to see you when I go back to London and see Julian Assange again. Yes, then I will come and see you and help you with your English lessons. <laughs> you mean my English accent? 
Yes, exactly right. I'm going to make you sound like me by the time you return to the States, and then people will think that I've come back disguised you know, as it, Mr. Hannity. It is amazing, Katie Hopkins, the gobby one, how many British people end up on television here in the States, and I think it's because there's just a fixation, fascination with the English accent, and I'm thinking, why not bring Hannity to London and Hannity to Great Britain and let Hannity do a show and then let Hannity get put in jail like, uh, you know, like you would probably probably be put in jail here. <laughs> Absolutely. There is a thing about the accent, and you can definitely turn it on really easily to get yourself out of sticky situations. So, you know, if I need something really badly, I go very, very British uh, in America, and then people go, oh, I love your accent, and then you get away with stuff. So I definitely use that to my advantage. What is the feeling about Trump in the UK today? Oh, it's just, I, I honestly, I am pulling my hair out um, about the whole situation. They are loving it here in the UK. Bear in mind, this is a country that tried to ban Donald Trump, that mocked him endlessly as a candidate when he was running to be president, that said he could never win, that knew for certain he was not going to win. No one in the UK, I think apart from my good self, called it that he was going to win. And of course, they love this. They love the idea that he's going to be impeached. The kind of markets are kind of correcting it, saying, look, there's no way he's going to be impeached. They're not listening. The Liberals are celebrating. And of course, naturally, they're attacking me, saying, do you know how much of a dumbass, how much of an idiot this makes you look that you're still standing up for Trump? And and it just frustrates me so much that they can't see the very reason Trump is sitting in the White House is because of these sorts of people, because of the mainstream media, because of the lefty liberals. That's why he's president. And they are carrying on kind of making Trump support base. Kind of it reinforces to me, to others, why he's there, because we need him there to fight back against this kind of mainstream mafia. And the way that they're behaving is just, you know, personally, if it was my children, I would be sending them to bed with no supper. (laughs) How many kids do you have? So I have three, um, 12, 11, two girls, and then a little boy who's eight. And everyone feels sorry for them. They say, I pity her kids, and I've been reported to social services in case that I'm endangering my children's lives with my opinion. So, yeah, my kids have a pretty um, How do you get you know, reported? Tough thing. You told me about this. How do you get reported to social services or children's services just because you have an opinion? I mean, if that's yeah. the case, my kids would have been taken away, you know, 18 and 15 yeah. years ago. Of course. And it's just one of the ways they can try and get you, basically. If someone reports you to social services or child services here, they can report you anonymously. Child services, quite correctly, of course, are obliged to act. They must investigate, but they never at any point have to release the name of the person who reported you. And nor is there any comeback on them for, you know, what I would call wasting time. Um, So, and, you know, it just disappoints me, I suppose, that other people need help and I'm wasting their time with them being at my house but my children are kind of used to it and also they understand some people like mum some people don't like what mum has to say and they kind of say look it's my mum I don't control what she says so they know how to handle it but um yes certainly that's one way of people trying to silence me yeah my kids I think I tell them the same thing I don't know I don't have no idea what my dad says who knows you know ask yeah, him exactly. that's right call his exactly. show talk to him um yeah well do you know the other day go ahead um, gobby gobby one the day got, oh so I'm so sorry there's a slight delay I'll shut up you talk No, no, no. Finish your story. You're good. 
the other day my daughter came home and she said that um, one of her girls, uh, her, her girlfriends at school, had the mother had said, oh, you don't want to hang out with that girl because her mom is Katie Hopkins. So that does happen. There is that kind of sense of you never know what you might catch, like maybe I'm Ebola or something. Well, I've got a story that I can't really go public with now, but I am about to slam a group of people in a town with a school district because it's somewhat similar to what you're describing, but I'm, I'm just going to keep my trap shut now and let the lawyers do their work. But when I go public, I'm going to make the – they're going to regret the discrimination against me and the nice. attacks against me. I can say that uh, because now I'm fighting everybody. I just decided I'm going to go down in my life swinging as hard as I can against everybody that lies, smears, slanders, besmirches me, attacks me, or attacks my family. I'm just not going to take their, their BS. I'm, I'm, I've had it with all of them. And you know what? This is the great thing about the president. I mean, everybody that's writing and calling me today that's worried about it, I'm, like, I'm not worried. I'm not worried one bit. Trump is not going to go. They're not going to impeach him over what James Comey said to himself after a meeting with Trump as a disgruntled employee who didn't enforce the rule of law and and have equal application under the law as it relates to Hillary Clinton. It's never going to fly. And so this is a pipe dream. Absolutely. I mean, I, I can't even believe it when you read that stuff and you read, oh, yeah. So I went back to my office, you know, from Comey, and I wrote myself a little note, and that's how we're now going to use that as some kind of evidence, which, frankly, is just bonkers. I think Trump said today in his speech, you know, the more righteous your fight, the more opposition you will face. And I think that's really helpful messaging for everybody. I have been watching uh, and listening, Sean, to the stuff you've been saying about his press briefings, and I can... I agree with you completely. Like, if I could do one thing in that White House, it would be to stop doing what they're doing at the moment, which is essentially like a kind of uh, a water fountain, spurting out water all over the place, making glorious rainbows for the mainstream media idiots to kind of glorify themselves. And you say... A great big water cannon and blast them in the face with one message that I want them to hear. Stop answering questions. You see, you're threatening threatening violence with a water gun. I mean, they're going to accuse you of inciting a riot or, or violence and they're going to they're going to go the child oh, services yeah. no, will I mean, be back. It's, just, it's just a kind of a way of demonstrating what i mean at the minute there's messaging going out all over the place what they need is a key message that they deliver consistently in the manner of a water cannon and smack them in the face i am going to recommend to katie hopkins the gobby one to be the next press secretary for donald trump i think that might actually be great <laughs> stay all right stay right there i gotta ask you about this mi6 situation and i want to ask you about julian assange 800-941 sean is a toll-free telephone number <laughs> Continue the gobby one from the Daily Mail, our friend Katie Hopkins. And uh, Ms. Hopkins, what do you think and what do the people of Great Britain think of Julian Assange? Well, I think their views on him have kind of changed over time. There was a while we kind of wondered if he was ever going to kind of leave us and do something useful with his life. But now, having seen him in action, having seen the kind of dedication to task that he has, I have a whole new respect for him. And seeing the clip of uh, him commenting on the Seth Rich case, you know, it could 
not be more clear how well he is he's stating what has gone on with Seth Rich without giving away any of his sources. And I think, you know, it's a real tribute to someone in an age where everyone is endlessly oversharing. He takes you right to that line. He lets you join that final dot. And that is very easy to join up. And it is unbelievable that anyone is swallowing any kind of narrative that Seth Rich is simply gunned down. And oh, no, no, no. Was taken it was him. Katie Hopkins, it is the Gobby one. It is a it is a robbery. They just happened to shoot him. And they were, I guess, sure. so excited that phase one of the murder robbery was complete because there's yeah. such evil in the world that they forgot his watch, phone, wallet, and everything else that he had on him. They just forgot to finish the robbery. Yeah, they just like didn't get to the second chapter of robberies for dummies, so they only got the bit where you shoot the person and run off and risk your own personal freedom for nothing, and they never read the second chapter where it actually tells you how to take stuff. I am very much reminded of a case here in the UK in 2010 where an MI6 spy, Gareth Edwards, was found in a red holdall in a bath, padlocked inside, no palm prints on the bath, no palm prints on the padlock, uh, central heating turned up full in the summer, didn't turn up to work at MI6 for a week after, investig- uh, uh, after sort of probing some stuff on Bill Clinton. He was found dead in that bag, and his case was dismissed as a accidental death. Uh, which is another bonkers thing, and it's got the same kind of fingerprints of deep state all over it. And and we were supposed to swallow. Say say, say this again, because like it sounds Seth. exactly like Seth Rich. Explain the details again in, in a little sure. stick so people can hear this. I want them to hear Yeah, of course. So there's a guy, Gareth, um, let me just get his right name, Gareth Williams. He was a spy for MI6. He had been in Washington. He worked with the National Security Agency before returning to London. He was uh, sent on active operations for MI6. The exact nature of his work is is a secret, a closely guarded secret. But at some point, for as a favor to a friend, he went on to Bill Clinton's email and he found some guest lists of things that Bill Clinton was attending. A short while later, Gareth Williams was found dead in his safe house in London inside a sports bag, which was padlocked from the outside. There were no handprints on the bar. So in a gym bag, padlocked from the outside, no fingerprints. And they said, yet they said that he must have done it himself. The flat was locked from the outside. The heating was turned up full in the middle of summer, so obviously assisting with decomposition, and MI6 were never allowed to be questioned. His agent, Agent G, was never allowed to be questioned about his death because it was seen as inappropriate, and his parents still don't know to this day what happened to him, but they were, they were told accidental death, and he probably did it to himself. Mm-hmm, and he padlocked the door on the way out. Oh, well, they padlocked the bag on the inside as well. Yeah. Yeah, and then no, no, the he did that, the and then he went back into the bag somehow. He yeah. missed it. Yeah, I get it. Um, yeah. Katie Hopkins, the Gobby one. Uh, <laughs> all right, Gobby one, we love you. Thank you. Okay, love you a lot. Speak to you later. All right, speak to you later. 800-941-SEAN, toll-free telephone number. All right. Quick break. Right back. We'll continue. All right. 25 now till the top of the hour. 800-941-SEAN is our toll-free telephone number. You want to be a part of the program. All right. It's time for our fake news roundup, which there's so much of it that I can't even stop. We've got the media can't stop Trump impeachment. Now, by the way, the White House has said, contradicting the James Comey 
quote, memorandum to self, not an accurate description. But <laughs> no, well, let's just take one person's account. We can't take Trump's account. You know, no evidence. <laughs> let's forget the fact that he didn't enforce the law and, and let Hillary off the hook for breaking laws. Let's forget the fact that he's a disgruntled, fired, disgraced former employee. Let's not talk about that at all. And that he's got an agenda and probably wants to write a book and, and a movie's coming and then probably an MSNBC contributorship or maybe even a show if he's really good. Let's forget all of that. And we got the media running wild. This is our fake news roundup. Welcome back. You're watching MSNBC. I'm Stephanie Rule. The calls are growing for the ouster of President Trump. Another member of Congress wants him impeached. Is that potentially impeachable if it's an obstruction of justice? I think we're going to have to look into it a little bit further. We'll... You were saying that this could lead down the road to impeachment, but we weren't anywhere near that yet. Does this breaking news tonight change your view on that? Are true? Uh, are we getting closer and closer to the possibility of yet another impeachment process? Reluctantly, Wolf, I, I have to say yes. Is it an impeachable offense if, in fact, the president obstructed justice? So in terms of impeachment, are you taking action, working with Republicans or doing anything that would actually move that agenda forward? Do you harbor any hopes that you will find a conservative legal mind to match your desire to proceed with impeachment? I think he can be looked at and perhaps even charged with obstruction of justice. I think that... So you mean impeachment proceedings? I beg your pardon? You mean impeachment proceedings? Impeachment originates in the House. House leadership and the Republican Party has shown no interest in that and seems like it's the furthest thing from their mind. You think that's going to change? Are you suggesting that President Trump should face impeachment? No, I'm not suggesting that. Uh, saying that the evidence they're looking at right now, if they get it, is serious business. This is going to be an obstruction justice charge, an article of impeachment, basically. Congressman, what is your case for impeachment? But now we're talking impeachment. Do you think this is a bridge too far? Yeah, what do you think of this impeachment possibility? What's more needed to prove obstruction of justice than the president fires the guy coming after him after asking to drop the case. What more do you need? Uh, is that the impeachment is the remedy. I mean, the president can't... It's the only uh, remedy. Yeah, there's growing talk, at least, about impeachment within your party. Uh, you have Congresswoman Maxine Waters, you have Congressman Al Green, Congress, uh, Congresswoman um, Tulsi Gabbard, all, all talking about impeachment for this president. Uh, you heard Jeffrey Tubin say it would be an obstruction of justice, and potentially, as you know, Senator, that could be impeachable. That could be an impeachable offense. I must say, I, I, I was in the Nixon administration, as you know, and I thought I'd, after watching the Clinton impeachment, I thought I'd never see another one. But I think we're in impeachment territory now really? for the first time. The word impeachment has uh, been brought to the fore, and I have heard it come out of your mouth. Uh, on what grounds are you concerned that we might need to use that word? We already nailed down the fact he fired the guy afterwards for not playing ball with him. There's a lot of evidence here. It seems to me it would take a reasonable person in the direction of perhaps wanting more information. But clearly we're on the trail there to an impeachment. The White House reeling from another Russia crisis, an unforced error at the hands of President Trump. The damage to U.S. intelligence interests is being viewed as incalculable this morning. After this story broke here last night, we heard yelling behind closed doors here in this West Wing. Robin, this is a White House in chaos right now. If true, this could be the most significant and dangerous mistake of the Trump presidency. Donald Trump just gave somebody up out there who will end up dead. Uh, that, and that's not hyperbole, by the way. He and other people 
whoever that source was inside of ISIS, I guarantee you a lot of people are going to get shot in the head today by ISIS because they're going to indiscriminately start killing people that they suspect leaked this information. He wants to know what happened here. Let's get to the bottom of this. This investigation needs to continue. They need to get to the bottom of it. I think an independent commission is the most comprehensive way to get to the bottom of that. That's the only way we're going to get to the bottom of this. It shows clearly that he does not want to get to uh, the bottom of it. We need to get to the bottom of this. It would be in everyone's best interest to get to the bottom of this. Maybe the Republicans don't really want to get to the bottom of this thing. If anything, I think it's going to make them want to get to the bottom of this more. A democracy can't function without trust. We've got to get to the bottom of this. We have to get to the bottom of what the heck happened here. You now have Republicans this week talking about an independent commission or a special counsel. That was a conversation they did not want to have last week, right? Democrats have moved the conversation to impeachment this week. Okay, Republicans are saying, well, we'll go to special counsel. The point is, everything is shifting. The ground is completely shifted on Capitol Hill. So, yes, you're going to have hearings. I think we know what the summer is going to be. It's going to be the summer of Comey. And I think after all this is going on, at the end of the day, as Pete pointed out earlier, this is a political decision for Congress. And when Republicans, when Mitch McConnell and, and Paul Ryan decide their majorities are at stake and the party could go down with Trump, that's when they'll separate. I don't think they're there yet. I think that's what these hearings are right. going to be about. Yeah, the summer of Comey. That's what we need, the Comey summer. Comey, the hottest item. If I was James Comey right now, I'd get on the phone with every book publisher. He's going to get the best deal he's ever had in his life. And all he has to do is say, memorandum to self, self-memorandum, memorandum to self, self-memorandum. And then the media, <gasps> just like the guy that we played earlier in the in the program today. Such a blessing to see you, Mr. President. Thank you for taking this time is... out of your day. Oh, gracious God, thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's CNN. Welcome to CNN. Uh, 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 uh. Welcome to MSNBC. Uh, uh, uh. Welcome to ABC. Uh, uh. Welcome to CBS. Uh, uh. Welcome to NBC. Uh, uh. New York Times newsroom. Uh, uh. Washington Post newsroom. Yay! <laughs> oh, God, this is great. We're kicking ass going after the president. Oh, man. It's not as bad. Listen, I'm, as I said in the beginning, it's ugly. It's bad. The threat is real. I'm not minimizing it. I'm just saying this isn't it. It's not going to be it. All right, let's get to our busy telephones. Melanie is in Jackson in Mississippi on the Sean Hannity Show. How are you, Melanie? Glad you called. I'm doing fine. Thanks for taking my call. Thank um, you, ma'am. I called, I called because um, the Republicans have got to get together and band together, and they have got to, every time a, a Schumer or McCain even says something that's against them, they're going to have to, you know, say, hey, what, what, where do you get your evidence? Where are your facts on this? As a press conference, because they're going to have to, we just sat back and let them, you know, let's be the good guys, just take back. But they're killing us in the news, and we're going to have to step it up, and um, that's kind of what has to happen. But understand thing, why. What, what have I said, Melanie? I've identified five enemies that, that the president now is facing. The deep state, you got hysteria in the media. I've never seen this this abusive by it's nauseating how awful they are. Then you've got Democrats impeachment. They're insane. So you got the deep state. You've got the media. You got Democrats. You've got the never Trumpers. They're now relevant against. See, we were right. Hannity, we, we should have written his obituary in November, but we're going to write it now. And then you've got Washington Republicans. 
They're weak. They can, Trump has made them look weak and bad. And you know what? They don't like him either because they like things the way they used to be. They like the they like the fact that they're in the swamp. They like the old ways of doing business. And Trump represents he's a he's a threat to every part of this deep state. Now, he's taking them on. Let me tell you something. Probably the riskiest thing any politician has ever done, at least in my lifetime. And you know what? He may lose. I don't know. But it's certainly worth fighting for. I mean, just like, for example, there are people that want to take me down and I'm going to fight. And if I and if they if they get my scalp and they take me out, they, they t- I'm, I'll, I'll go fishing. I'll go. You know, I don't know what I'll do. I'll talk to myself in the car and I'll act like, you know, this talk show still continues. But you, you don't stop fighting. Trump's not going to stop. He's not going to change. He's not going to stop. And he's been through tough times before. Does that help you at all? Yes. Yes. And, and I think the other thing is, you know, we we don't need to be giving money to the Republican um, National Convention. We need to give money to the people like whoever's running against McCain or whoever's running against um, McConnell. Those are the people that are trying to stop Trump for doing the things that we voted him in for. Well, that's why on this program, like if we find people that are running for office that want to be a member of the Freedom Caucus, you know, we, we had this guy on the other day from South Carolina, Ralph Norman. And you know what? If he's going to join the Freedom Caucus, uh, which is basically the only group of people in Washington that I like and trust, you know, with a few senators kicked in, I um, we're going to support them and we're going to go out and defend, you know, if the Chamber of Commerce, the establishments, you know, if they're against them, then that's fine. All right. Well, listen, Melanie, let not your heart be troubled. Just stay in the fight. Don't let the media bring you down. Don't let them upset you. Don't let them annoy you, frustrate you. If anything, I'm doubling down on fighting. I've decided to double down on the fight because the fight to drain the swamp, which are the five enemies of the president, it's a fight worth engaging in. Anyway, let's get to our busy phones again here. Jay in Fort Worth, Texas, on our good affiliate, Mark Davis Station, 660, The Answer, in Dallas, Fort Worth. What's going on, Jay? How are you? Um, well, we've been talking and listening about the private investigator for the family of Seth Rich. And remember, I remember when the newspapers used to do that. Where are the um, hungry young reporters today? Who da- da- no, there aren't any. You know who does more reporting, and I'll never get credit, nor do I want... Do you realize the stuff that we did in 2007 and 2008 was groundbreaking? You know, do you fa- do you understand after eight years of Obama, we were proven a thousand percent right, even more than I thought I'd be right. You know, when it when it comes to the coverage of the presidential election, we were so far ahead of the curve of everybody else in the media. And we're never going to get it. They don't exist today. And You're talking about Seth Rich and what happened for him. We've been on that story from day one. And Julian Assange from day one. And I got to be honest, I am convinced now Seth Rich was, in fact, the person that gave the information. That's my uh, based on Julian's statements, my interviews with him and based on everything else we know and no evidence of Russia collusion. It's Seth Rich. That's what I'm 99 percent certain. And I think over time, that's probably going to be proven true. And it's sad that this young man lost his life, probably being a whistleblower and a truth seeker and somebody that actually wanted to expose corruption at the highest levels of the Democratic Party, and he got killed. He wasn't robbed. He was murdered. And I'd like to get, for his family's sake and his sake, vindication for this guy. Because if he did it for those reasons, as I suspect, now again, there's some speculation here on my part. I'm not hiding that, but I'm an opinion giver here. I, I just got to be honest. I just think that it's the, the evidence now is moving very clearly in that direction. 
and the media is not going to cover it. So, Jay, I'll, I'll try and fill the gap as much as I can. I'm one person here with a great staff, but as great as my staff is, you know, we can't be that great. So, all right, we have time for one more call here. Uh, Tony in Florida. Tony, you get the last minute of this uh, hour. Uh, yes. Yes, Mr. Handy, I'm talking to you. What I'm calling about, I was a campaign volunteer. I got out and worked to help Mr. Trump get voted in as our president, but not for his son-in-law and his son-in-law's agenda. We, we, he needs to realize that his son-in-law is helped trying to get rid of the people he needs to listen to, Dr. Gorka and Steve Bannon. Well, I love Dr. Corker, and, and Bannon is absolutely the the heart and soul of nationalism in the White House. There's no doubt about it, and that is, you know, the agenda of the president. But honestly, it's the president's agenda. I mean, everything that he said, you know, he's been saying. And the one thing that I take heart in as it relates to the president is he hasn't shifted. He's not changing. He's, his opinions haven't shifted at all. His agenda's not shifted. And he fights for as much as he can get. Even having to deal with a, a House Republican caucus that has 100 liberals in it that don't want to go far enough. But he's, he's got to do the best he can with what he's been given. And at least he's getting these things done. And that's what I think they hate the most. Listen, it's, it's absolutely a real battle for the heart, mind, and soul and future of the country. It just is. And that's, that's just what it is. That's going to wrap things up for today. All right. I have an action plan. If you're worried about the media, liberals, the deep state, weak Republicans and never Trumpers trying to take the president down. I've got the antidote and I got a war plan. Are you interested? Tune into my monologue, 10 Eastern. Then we'll check in tonight with Laura Ingram will join us. Uh, Governor Huckabee on strategy. David Limbaugh's in town with Geraldo Rivera. And the one Democrat that is actually agreeing with me on the deep state and Lou Dobbs. 10 Eastern, set your DVR. Hannity, Fox News, back here tomorrow. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. 
Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 